Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Hour number two of Oilers Now. It's 106 in Edmonton, 306 in Toronto. Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Digitex is your all-in-one convenient location at digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us at any time on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. And 780-496-0063 is also our new Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors, floors strong enough for every mini sticks tournament. Uh, we are available via Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan Escott at Brendan uh, with two E's, Escott with two T's. We did get a text asking about Yegor uh, Sokolov. Uh, text or text in the show to say they're really impressed with him while well, he's playing for Cape Breton. At least I think he's still playing for Cape Breton. Maybe his rights have been traded. I know they've been wheeling and dealing in the Quebec League. Uh, Raphael Lavoie got moved today to Shakutami. The deal was announced today. It was actually uh, happened uh, more than a couple days ago. Uh, but anyhow, I digress. Uh, yeah, Sokolov is very impressive. Uh, I, look, he's a 19-year-old. Uh, he'll be 20 at the time of the draft. Uh, I would be surprised if he doesn't go in the first three rounds of the draft. Six foot four, hundred ninety-two pound, <laughs> uh, right shot uh, guy can play right or left wing, and just had three goals and four points in the World Juniors. Had twenty-four goals, fifty-one points so far this year for Cape in the uh, Cape Breton and the Quebec League. By the way, another texter says, "Hey Bob, um, what are your projected arrival dates for some of the Oilers' prospects?" All right. Well, let's do this. Philip Roberg, who played a defensive role for Canada, or check that for Sweden at the World Junior Championship, was in the shutdown pairing. Uh, I have Roberg next year in the American Hockey League in a 21-22 arrival. NHL comparable for me, if Edmonton's lucky, Jay Bowmeister. A really good high-end two-way defenseman that can skate and play a long time. 
What about Raphael Lavoie? Uh, I have, uh, who again was traded today to Shikutami. Um, I have him playing the next two years in the minors. I think there's he's going to need some time there. Big body. Hopefully a more skilled version of a guy like Chase on. Right shot as well. Evan Bouchard. I think Evan Bouchard's going to be here at the start of next season. Ryan McLeod. Uh, I have Ryan playing this year and next year uh, in the minors. And then by 22-23, up uh, with the Edmonton Oilers. Tyler Benson, while well, we've discussed Benson already, we'll have more with Jay Woodcroft coming up a little bit later on. Uh, but I think Benson has got a chance to be here for the start of the 2021 season. And then uh, Yessa Pugliarvi, by the way, up to 13 goals, 30 points in 33 games in Carpat. I think he's going to be a third-line NHL winger. He just won't get to where people thought he was going to get to during the World Juniors. Uh, and the owner's got to get at least a, a, a like prospect back in a deal uh, for him. So there's a bit of a rundown. Keep those texts coming on our 780-496-0063. Ashley, fine floors, text line. Do want to mention to you that guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park locations. All right. Yesterday, after a lengthy Oilers practice, we had a chance to have a one-on-one sort of midterm update with Oilers winger James Neal. Here's that conversation. James, it's been a half season. 19 goals. Give me your assessment on how the fit's been so far here at Edmonton. Yeah, I mean, the fit's, uh, fit's been great, obviously. I think, you know, uh, obviously the goals are nice and uh, getting back to scoring, but I just think, uh, you know, just the whole change and uh, just everything that's gone on here, I think, you know, with management, uh, coaches, and just the players and, uh, you know, just the turnover. So, um, building a good thing here it's uh it's been a, been a lot of fun i feel like the culture's uh changing a little bit and uh you know we're, we're starting to to build a good team here so uh you know we've winning and, and our game's getting better and better so uh it's nice to be a part of that we got uh you know a lot of great pieces here and um you know we're coming together really well james from the outside it looks like the tenor of the coaching staff is the same whether or not you go seven and one in the first eight games or whether or not you go through a stretch that's four ten and one from a player's perspective how much do you appreciate the fact that there's not an overreaction either way in those situations am i right on that, yeah, that, that well i mean obviously you're around it a lot you see it from playing to practices to to our games and um you know we've got coaches and guys that have been around and and know the uh the grind of the season and i think uh uh, the ups and the downs. It's it's easy to uh, after a few losses uh, start hitting the panic button. And I think uh, we've done a good job of not doing that. And um, you know things are things are hard throughout the season. So we've done a good job of regrouping, assessing what's going wrong, and uh, and getting back to where we know we can be. We had a great start, which is which is awesome. We're ready to go. But um, you're going to hit a uh, little bumps in the road, and um, you know we've done that lately. But uh, I feel our game's start starting to turn, and I, uh, I like the way we're playing right now. So uh, it's a big road trip for us, and uh, halfway through the season, and I like where we are, and we need to continue to uh, to build our game. I think gamesmanship from players comes in time, and I'm going to bring up two incidents. You guys played Washington, and Tom Wilson was running around, and you flattened him right in front of their bench. 
And last night, or yesterday, Pasternak got a good piece of Oscar early in the game, and you hunted him down and smoked him. And that's, it's not like you go out of your way on a shift-by-shift basis, but is that part of maybe what a guy can do at times? It's just not that you do it all the time, or that's necessarily 100% your game, but you have to target the right guys at the right times? Yeah, I think, yeah, for sure. I think that's uh, that's exactly it. I think it's, you know, sometimes a guy gets a good lick on one of our guys, and um, you know, it, it's kind of old school saying, but you take a number, you, you watch out for him, and uh, when you get a piece of him, you get a piece of him, and I think uh, there's the right times for that. So uh, we do a good job sticking up for each other, and, um, you know, over the last few games, it's been nice playing with Cass, and I feel like, you know, we, we got a good physical edge out there, so we're able to, uh, you know, and puck switching sides we're able to get good good pieces of guys and we've been physical in the ozone and turning pucks over and, and that creates uh, creates offense so uh, it's been nice. Connor wanted you here and that it's got to be something that's rewarding for a player to think that the guy wants you here what's it like playing with him? Uh, I mean I love it yeah it's it's great I think uh, I mean he's just uh, he's just a great kid he, you know he loves the game he, he puts the work in every day and I uh, you know I built a friendship uh, with him just through training with him in the summer with Gary Roberts so uh, you know I see him on a daily basis and see what he does every day and uh, you know having the the weight of, of being uh, you know the best player in the world can uh, can be hard so uh, the way he takes it uh, in stride every day is, is really impressive and um, you know I love being his teammate and love being his linemate so um, hopefully that can continue and I think uh, you know as we go here we'll just keep building chemistry and I've liked the way we played the last three games. You have to work the ref sometimes for him since he's so quiet out on the ice. <laughs> yeah he's good he's good I mean he's he forgets sometimes how young he is and uh, you know what he's gone through and um, I think just everything to get him to where he is right now is uh, just very impressive so um, just try to help him out with little things but he's very receptive and um, you know he just makes everyone better around him. One final one for you we're back in Toronto a lot of Ontario guys here yeah. I'm a Western Canadian so it's never quite grabbed me you know, I, like Montreal to me is a little different than Toronto we'll catch the bus in a second but you know just what does it mean for all the Ontario uh, you know born players to come back here and play and sort of and you're here for four days yeah. there again another illustration of Tippett recognizing the team given the off day in Toronto as well yeah it's uh, yeah it's really nice I think uh, you know obviously being in Western Canada uh, you don't get to see as much of uh, of the Leafs as uh, as you would be in the East but uh, for us guys coming home and being close to Toronto it's uh, it's unbelievable it's we all grew up Leaf fans we uh, you know uh, we lived it and uh, um, we just love coming home so uh, lots of friends and family around and I think it's one of those games you just get uh, get up for a little bit more that is James Neal of the Edmonton Oilers. It's 115 in Edmonton. Make sure you go down and see the gang out of Print Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. A reminder, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Right now, great time to buy. They're clearing out their 2019s up to 14000 off in rebates for the 2019 F-150s. You can reach out to Brent Ridge at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. Uncle Milt's out there, Rich and Johnny and the gang at Brent Ridge in Wetaskiwin. When we come back, we'll hear from Paul Coffey. We'll bang off a couple more of your texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, and we'll get to the Oilers Injury Report for James H. Brown, Injury Lawyers. Live from Toronto, this is Oilers Now. 
This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 119 in Edmonton. This text comes in. Hey, Bob, what about the rumor out of Boston that Jake DeBrusque is available? Um, I haven't seen anything like that in like the last 11 months since February of last season. I get it. DeBrusque has been sat down a couple times. Um, Coach seems to have him on a pretty short leash. He had a, a tough giveaway against the Oilers that led to the Gaytan Haas goal, but I, I've, I've seen nothing a lot for several months on the potential of a uh, Jake DeBrusque uh, trade rumor out there at all. Uh, let's go to the Oilers now. Injury report for James H. Brown, injury lawyers, Trent Brown, Jim Brown, and James H. Brown, injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. All right, Brendan, it's your time to shine. All right, well, in Toronto, it was Boxing Day taking a few rounds out of the team. Jake Muzzin leaving that game with a broken foot. Ilya Mikheyev had his wrist lacerated by a skate, neither in the lineup in the immediate future here, Bob. Trevor Moore out with a concussion, and Andreas Janssen also on the IR with a leg injury. In Edmonton, Matt Benning skating with the team, but still at least a few games away from returning from a concussion that he suffered on November 30th. I should clarify, Matt is actually back in Edmonton. Uh, he is not uh, skating with the team. Um, they are monitoring him. He's coming off a concussion. He had two quick ones in a short duration of time, which is always a concern. Uh, I do think it's possible that Matt Benning, I initially thought Matt Benning might be available like last Monday. I thought he might be available by tonight. Uh, I do think it's possible that Matt Benning might be available before the All-Star break. Uh, the Oilers break is in the middle of the month. Um, but uh, the Oilers don't want to rush this. He's obviously, his, I think he, the fans have started to have a greater appreciation for Matt, uh, given some of the trouble since he's been out of the lineup. All right, 121 at Edmonton. Paul Coffey coming off a unique experience with the Spangler Cup. Let's get to that conversation. Assistant coach, proving yet again that players can overcome coaching, can't they? And I say that only when teams win, does a guy ever say that as a media guy. But Paul, with all seriousness, how was that experience for you, uh, being a part of a coaching staff and being over in Switzerland for that event? I loved it. I mean, first and foremost, anytime you get a chance to represent your country, it's pretty special. And um, I've heard so much about the Spangler Cup. Uh, country of uh, Switzerland, town of Davos, was, uh, which was great, but well, myself and Mac T and uh, Mish out of uh, Las Vegas, we, we, we thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Now, Canada's had some success in that tournament over the last, I don't know, four, I think they won four of the last five championships. Sean Burke, part of the management team. Is there, a, is it just a, an illustration of the depth of the Canadian system and the caliber of players that Canada has playing currently over in Europe? Or what do you think sort of factors in a success in that event? Probably a little bit of everything you talked about. I mean, Berkey did an incredible job uh, putting the team together, getting guys that wanted to play. But the biggest thing for me is, and and, and see, you know, positive of our players in our country is, I mean, people just get along. I mean, there's guys that haven't played with each other before, guys from different parts of Europe, guys from over here. Ian Mitchell out of the University of Denver. But uh, we became a team real fast within like five minutes, and it was real nice to see. I know that uh, it was stayed in contact over there as so a Scotty Upshaw, who's now 
an Alberta guy, and he's tried to extend his career playing over in Switzerland this year. It means the world for a guy like that, even a guy that's, you know, played several hundred NHL games. I mean, you got some guys, Brendan Burke out of the University of Alberta has never played, never gotten close to the NHL, and then conversely, you got a guy like, uh, you know, Scotty, who's played, you know, a long time in the National Hockey League, quite a range in terms of experience. No, it was fantastic. I mean, Brendan got to, got to back up one game for us, which was a huge thrill for him. Uh, Scotty came over not knowing where his career was going to go, was a huge leader and played a big part of our, of our championship team and uh, subsequently got another job over there at Lombard. So he's uh, excited about that. And, you know, we had a great, we had a great leadership group. Uh, Winnick, a lot of experience. Eric Fair, Winkler Manitoba, a lot of experience. Um, uh, Christopher Steak from Lethbridge, Alberta, a lot of experience, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Former winner Paul Coffey joining us. Paul, we are seeing a transition in the NHL on transition. We went through a time in maybe uh, the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, a lot of heavy defensemen and pounding the crap out of guys in front of the net. And now it's almost like you have to have four or five puck-moving defensemen instead of two or three. It really is a different game, isn't it? Well, it's fun to watch. I mean, for me, the game, the game of hockey is good when it's good. When guys are moving, guys are skating, guys are taking the body all over the ice. But, you know, for me personally, I think it's always been you need guys to move the puck. You could have heavier guys to give it to guys in front of the net, but you ask any forward that's ever played the game, they love when they have the defenseman that can move the puck. How, uh, let me you played for Glenn Sather. He was, uh, he allowed your group, which was Gretzky, Messier, yourself, Glenn Anderson, Eric Carey, allowed you guys to grow a bit, which sometimes meant not overreacting to mistakes. Is that is that part of coaching today that maybe we're seeing a, a newer breed that's a little bit more open and, and understanding and, and allowing, you know what, there's going to be a trade-off, you're going to take some chances once in a while, uh, but you can't overreact to mistakes, you can't kill guys' confidence, especially earlier in their careers. Well, last time I looked, it's a game of mistakes, and if you're not making mistakes, you're not trying. And the smartest coaches, uh, like the group we got here in Edmonton right now, also realize that the other team is paid to do well, and mistakes are going to happen on your end. But sometimes you got to give the other team credit. But I think the biggest thing is uh, building relationships and understanding your players, and you know, not just from a hockey point of view, but finding out what makes them tick off the ice and. When you do that, you're going to have a closer, cohesive group, and I, I think that's what's happening here now with the Oilers. We're joined by Hall of Famer Paul Coffey, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Paul, uh, Ethan Bears really sort of maybe been the surprise story of the first half of the season for the Edmonton Oilers. He went through an injury plague a year last year. You've worked with Ethan over the last couple of seasons. Are you surprised that he has been able to make the kind of impact he has? I mean, he is a legit top four defenseman right now in the NHL. Uh, definitely not surprised. I think that uh, one thing he can't do in the sport of hockey is teach talent. And Ethan definitely had that. I think he just needed to decide what he wanted to be. He needed to commit himself to conditioning a little bit, got himself in incredible shape. Saw him at the uh, training camp this year in the Oilers Alumni uh, Golf Tournament. Couldn't believe what I saw. He just looked like he was ready to win a job. Um, he's at that age right now where he, he's either going to win a job or he's not. And he came in totally committed. And as I said earlier, the kid's got a lot of poise, a lot of talent, and that's, uh, that's something you can't teach. You saw a lot of Evan Bouchard last season, uh, obviously, uh, wrapping up the London Knights. Uh, he's spent the entire year down in Bakersfield so far. He's got, I think we can agree, elite vision. Some people have suggested urgency, maybe just getting uh, acclimated to the, the pace of the next level. 
How challenging is that for guys in the AHL? I mean, the NHL, with all due respect to the American Hockey League, the NHL's got better players. The AHL game can be at times uh, more sporadic on the ice. It's very, uh, and, and no, no disrespect to the American Hockey League, but it is a little bit more scramblier than the NHL, and I always felt, even in my career, that anybody that came up, if you can figure out the National Hockey League game, it's a lot easier to play than the, uh, the American League game. And, Evans down there now. He's going to do well. Kenny's made a commitment to keep him down there for a year, which I think is smart. Um, he's just one of those guys. He's an elite player. can see the ice incredibly well. Once he realizes that he's got to pick his pace up a little bit, he's going to be fine. He's going to be a good uh, National League hockey player for a lot of years. Paul Coffey joining us. Paul, you got history of Jim Playfair. Uh, he was a young, tough, hard-nosed defenseman. Not quite as tough as his dad. His dad was really tough. Just a quick thought on, uh, or sorry, as his older brother, Larry. But just a, a thought on having an experienced guy like, uh, you know, Jim working with this group on D. Well, I like I liked the part about Jim being a young defenseman. I don't remember the hard-nosed, tough part. <laughs> I'm only kidding. But, no, Jimmy, Jimmy's a guy that's... Uh, for the most part, you've never seen it all, but has seen a lot. He's coached in every uh, every level. He was a guy that had aspirations of playing in the National Hockey League. Uh, worked real hard as a young player, but sometimes the chips just uh, fall where they may. And you know, it's nice to have him with this with this young group. We've got some veteran guys but to have him working with the uh, defense. The Oilers are lucky. All right, that's Paul Coffey. It's 128 at Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, we'll talk to Jay Woodcroft, head coach, Bakersfield Condors. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.